much love. Might of his brave heart, honor and soul, finally fading at the end. Light of his soul ascends, turns into a star, sacrificing for us all. His legend mighty and tall, may the power of the dragon guide us all. It's episode eight, season five of Ravage Love. That, of course, was Dawn of the Dragon Star. <laughs> you know, a song I listen to regularly, not you, but that's okay. Good for you for going for a deep cut, because you know what I would have just done? No. You honestly don't know? Puff the Magic yeah, Dragon? Yeah, fuck yeah, I would have done yeah. Puff the Magic Dragon. So no, I, I listen to so much metal. <laughs> and, and like I listen to metal uh, songs about dragons <laughs> written by concept bands that are dragons. And like it's just dragon, dragon, dragon. Like I had to choose, but I particularly love this song because um, the octave range of the singer, he's like, May Twilight guide us. Hot. Like he's just all over the place, and I think about it every single day. I love this band. They're called Twilight Force. Everybody just listen to them. All, all everything they sing about is dragons. I'm here for it. Um, because this week, I would not ever. Because this week our yeah. theme was dragons, and <sighs> yeah. On before we launch into our books, um, <laughs> you not only listened to metal about dragons, you recently watched a film with some dragon content. Say more, Renee. Oh, I went to see Dungeons and Dragons on the weekend with my Dungeons and Dragons crew. Cause I have a Dungeons and Dragons crew. Now I am a dungeon master. So we went to go see it and it was lovely. I loved every second of it. It was extremely wholesome and funny. Uh, but one of my, my uh, co-conspirators came to see the movie with me uh couldn't understand why the laughs were going on so long and if you've ever hung out with nerds you know that like representation matters and dungeons and dragons the film was made for my people by my people starring my people and so th that just it's it's just a good guffaw like a good belly laugh and it just went on for a long time also i'm not entirely convinced the whole audience was not autistic um <laughs> Because like even the smallest things that might have been like a <laughs> clever, they were just like <laughs> for a really long time. Um, but it was adorable and darling. And they like at the beginning of the movie, the cast is there kind of explaining the movie and what it means to them. But also how they use like instead of CGI on everything, they use practical um, effects. So <laughs> there's this scene that I can't stop thinking about it where they introduce this like elf or something and he's just like very magical everybody loves him and there's this scene where there's this like mama cat person like a kajit and she's crying she's like my baby and then there's this giant fish on a dock and this elf guy just like leans over and he's like i got this and he talks to the fish and then pulls out this cat baby but they look like they're felted <laughs> like there's no it's practical fx and it's like they use costumes because they wanted to make a film like the 80s, like an 80s D. I was going to say, it was like, that makes me think of like Labyrinth and like yes. Never Ending Story and like all of these like animatronic, like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love that. Especially nowadays when there's just so much over CGIing of things. That's incredible. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Now, they had some particularly awesome merch at Cineplex that I went opening day. Of course you All right, did, I want to be clear. I went opening day. I bought my tickets two weeks ago. Incredible. Did I get the $50 20-sided dye popcorn bowl? No, because they were all sold out already. And there was oh only God. one other showing before the one I went to. Did I get a mug? No, I did not. Everything was sold out. Did I get a keychain? Nope. Nothing there. And uh, you know I love merch, Julie. Oh, my God. You love, a sw you love some swag. Who doesn't? I love some swag. It's literally something we all drop. get. 100%. I was prepared to drop $100 on two giant 20-sided dye popcorn bowls for me and the boy, and there was nothing there. So, a uh, little devastated, but the uh, movie was great. Company was great. The laughs in the crowd were great. And uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for Dungeons & Dragons. That's our show today, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
Good for you. Um, I, the same night that you went to see Dungeons and Dragons, took edibles with my friends and went to see Cocaine Bear. So we each go on our own journey. And <laughs> I love, yeah. I love our friendship. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And you know what? I actually, with the same group, I had plans to go see Cocaine Bear, but they were like, it's already on Amazon Prime. I was like, oh, yeah, oh is it? Rent it? Yeah, we, like to rent. Okay. So uh, we were just like, no, no, no. But then, yeah, we went to see. We, I mean, I definitely went on the rent. very last night that it was playing ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I have... Um, really confirmed for myself this week that I'm not a fantasy gal. I'm not a fantasy gal. Um, mm, yeah, I don't, um, don't particularly enjoy it. Um, so I, f- I feel it's important for me to start with that because I don't know that it's any, a diss against this particular book or this particular author. I think it's more, me it's not my jam you know when you have those moments where you're like i think this book would be great for other people it's just not my jam yeah yeah that's how i feel this week okay yeah so i will tell you about it okay um so this is an actual paperback book that i believe you either gave me or we were out thrifting together um i'm telling you as usual I'm I'm instructing our listeners to follow us on Instagram where we have great content, care of Renee, but we also post the covers because this book, I would have bet my life savings came out in the nineties. It's got all like the embossed, like font, the shirtless man, um, you know, just like the long mane of hair. No, this book came out in 2008, <laughs> <laughs> which shook me to my fucking core <laughs> when I realized okay. that. I was like, okay. Um, it really reads like early 90s, but again, I don't read fantasy, so maybe this is just kind of how they do. Um, this book was in immaculate condition. So the fact that it came out in 2008, that part tracks. Um, but this, so this book came out in 2008. Like I said, it's called the dragon master by Alison James and Alison James writes, she has now written over 50 books. Um, she writes romance mysteries and mainstream fiction under several synonyms. Uh, a lot of paranormal romance, And this particular book is the third book in a trilogy called the Dragons series. Now, thankfully, it can be a standalone book because I had not read the others. Uh, And in reading reviews after I did read my book, some people said that it's kind of it's kind of how I feel about the um, the Bromance book club series, which listeners know I fucking adore. Each book can be a standalone. You obviously enjoy it more when you have the other ones because there's recurring characters. And so some reviewers said that if you've only read this one, you might not connect to the characters as much because there's like backstory that's missing. I don't know that it would have made a difference to me, to be clear. Okay. So the tagline of this book is, the power is aroused, the passion burns. What the fuck is aroused power? I don't know. It, and there were several moments like that where I'm like, ooh, you know when you're writing an essay in high school and you just like right click and then look at what a synonym is? <laughs> and then you're just like, notwithstanding, nonetheless, <laughs> never. You're describing ubiquitous synergy seekers <laughs> as a band. And you know, I feel it. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's kind of the energy that I got from this book. But this book was... 300 pages? 300 pages. Woof. <laughs> yeah, woof indeed. <laughs> and it was, ooh, Stefan would be like, this book had everything, including 
too many fucking characters. And I really don't think having read the first two books would have changed anything. Because again, in deep diving into this, it appears to be kind of a trope within fantasy, generally. Um, and that tracks when I think about like everyone I know who's ever tried to read um, both Lord of the Rings, but uh, Game of Thrones, where there's just so many yeah. characters and so much backstory. So that is not my jam. I am notorious in every book club I am in and have ever joined for being the person who's like, fewer details. Like, I hate, I hate that shit. Like, don't give me an Anna Karina. Here's 10 pages. My brilliant friend, that incredible Neapolitan series of that Italian woman, the first three pages of the first book is just a line by line of this person is related to this person who's also known as this person. I hate that shit. So... <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, I am trimming the fat on this book and I'm giving you a very concise <laughs> because there were so many twists and turns and characters and subplots and yada fucking yada. I also have a question for you. How do you feel about a white woman writing a book about Asian characters? Uh, I mean, this is pre-me too. I don't think we knew better. Um, no, we did. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't love it. I now if they're if they're not including um like uh, nuance and situations that are specific to people of Asian descent um and they're just characters who happen to also be Asian like okay. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, no, it's not. No. This book okay. is literally set in the Chinatown of San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> and the dragon lore is very clearly tied to Asian ancestry. So. Super cool. <laughs> to the point where I looked at the back, because, I, you know, I don't, I didn't look at the author photo. I just started reading the book and then I was like, huh. And then I looked at the back and I'm like, no, she's definitely white. Um, <laughs> She's definitely white. Again, like you said, doesn't mean it can't be done. And again, I, as a white woman, I'm not here to say whether or not it is accurate or appropriative or any of those things. Cause I couldn't tell you what authentic, what authenticity even means, but modern day times we're in San Francisco and Carol is, I would guess from reading the book, kind of like maybe our age, like, like either like late twenties, kind of thirties, kind of in that, like an adult, but not like, you know, middle age or anything. And she is a hustler who um, comes from, uh, her parents are dead, typical story. Um, and her grandmother's a huge influence in her life. And her grandmother has this dim sum restaurant that is iconic, super well-known, but she's kept it very traditional. So like very traditional, just like, you know, a red plastic tablecloth and like, you know, paper dragons on the walls and like hasn't sort of updated it. Um, my instinct is, hipsters would love that shit but carol found some investors that actually want to create a chain of these restaurants but it won't do well if the main uh restaurant itself looks dilapidated and isn't really doing super super well so carol goes to visit her grandmother to again be like look someone wants to invest like we know the company's struggling and the grandmother's like it's okay you know our luck will turn around and you find out that her grandmother like believes in dragons and believes in these like legends and you know these old world tales as a, she calls them around magic and carol's always just like oh grandma you know rolling her eyes which like i don't blame her i would too i mean go get on with your bad self grandma but if my mamere started talking about her love of dragons i'd be like take a seat have some ginkgo biloba and work on your fucking cognition you know <laughs> but so she's like trying to fight with her grandmother and like again 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 and she has this uncle there who's always very quiet and kind of like hovers but doesn't say much and she's like okay well i'm again i'm just gonna ask you to please think about it and then she walks back to her car and she could hear footsteps behind her and she yells to her uncle, like, I know, I know, I was a bit harsh, but, like, someone's got to get through to her. And no response. And she's like, again, like, and then turns around and finds a giant, very naked, very ripped ginger man with a full ginger bush. And she's like, oh, <laughs> excuse me? And this man is pissed. Because oh. it turns out he's not a man. He's a dragon. From, and Renee, I wish I was fucking making this up, 
Okay. Dragon space. That's just what it's called. <laughs> Is it like another dimension? Uh, yeah. I just thought of it as MySpace for dragons. <laughs> That's where my mind went. But then I was like, oh, maybe it's like subspace where it's like sub, like, you know, like a sub dom, like state of mind you know like daddy is a state of mind nope dragon is not a state of mind it's a real place <laughs> called dragon space because dragons are many things but original they are not and oh, he's no. like i've been summoned and he can only be summoned by a, a dragon master and so he was like why did you summon me i've been enslaved by a dragon master before it's awful it's bullshit so like what the fuck are you doing having me come here and she's like what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, dragons are not real. Why aren't you wearing pants? I'm not a goddamn dragon master. Duh fuck. Then her grandmother comes out and her uncle comes out. Turns out they're all fucking. She's like, see, motherfucker, <laughs> magic is for real. Dragons are for real. Um, and it turns out her uncle is also a dragon, and her relatives are also dragons, and they're all dragons. And She's like, um, okay, this is, am I tripping out on fucking, like, what's happening? So, um, the dragon is pissed because he's been summoned, but also he's like, you're not hard to look at. Um, and I'm bitter and angry that you pulled me out of dragon's face to be your slave. But also I feel this really intense pull towards you where I feel less resentful of you taking away my freedom and more very protective of you. And because of this goddamn podcast. I have read so many goddamn <laughs> shifter books. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> Y'all have made it. He can send her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he's now enslaved <laughs> to her, um, but he doesn't hate it. And then there's all of this stuff with like this criminal underground where like she is in fact a dragon master, but doesn't realize it, but she's not the one who summoned him. Another dragon oh, okay. master did, but in kind of coming into earth, coming earth side, basically she was there and it kind of like aroused these like laden dragon master powers that she had that she'd never accessed before. Um, so like, yeah, there's other dragons. There's a criminal underworld. People are trying to kill them. It's like a whole action situation. Um, there is a cool, I would say, kind of overarching question in this book, which she keeps coming back to of like, he keeps saying, I'm attracted to you. And they like are super into each other and they bang and like they do all this stuff. But she's always in the back of her mind being like, I don't know that you actually want to be with me. I think you're just enslaved because I'm a dragon master oh. and I don't really know that you're consenting. And I thought that was like a really interesting, like kind of question and like narrative plot to sort of think about of like, yeah, like, is it not inherently coercion? And I'm like, well, in Canadian law, there's no consent if the person <laughs> has power or control over the person in question. So like, I see your point, Alison James. <laughs> um, okay. So then there's this whole thing where she basically kills him to set him free. And then it kind of puts him in this like stasis stage where he's like dead, but he's still like there, but like in stasis, basically kind of like a sleeping beauty situation to put it succinctly. And of course she prego. So oh, she's yeah. pregnant, she sacrificed him, and in the back of her mind, she just kind of was like, this is the only way for you to truly be free. And then she's, like, all sad because the love of her life is dead, and, you know, she's kind of moping about it. And then she's like, oh, God, my back really hurts. And then someone goes and checks, and she's got this giant tattoo on her back that she does not recall <gasps> ever getting. Is it, is it a girl with a dragon tattoo? <laughs> It could have been. <laughs> Actually, I should look at the timeline of when that book came out because that'd be really interesting. But in comparison to this one, but it turns out that the tattoo, one of her relatives who is a dragon is like, I figured as much. And she's like, um, what the fuck is this? And she's like, oh, it's his essence. So it's kind of like a horcrux situation <laughs> where he like gave her his essence and that basically she's carrying around a part of him besides his fetus that if she reunites with him, she can like give him back. She can like bring him back to life basically. So she goes and like full on sleeping beauty style, like kisses him. And then all of a sudden he like comes back to life, but as a dragon 
and they're in like this cave where he's being held kind of like a jesus resurrection situation he is risen (laughs) he is risen they move the rock um and then her cousins and stuff that are with her are like, oh my God, we got to like trap him and tell him like, it's me, it's me, it's me. Stop flying away. And she's like, no, I want him to fly away. And if he comes back to me, then I'll know for sure that he really did consent to being in love, like to being with me. And sure enough, he does. So he like is bewildered Yay. because he's been in this stasis and then remembers like, oh my God, the love of my life, Carol, I need to be back with her. Um, and so he comes to her. And says, I choose you in this lifetime and every lifetime forever and ever and ever. Uh, I'm here because I want to be. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So um, that was my book. Um, okay. I have a question really quick. Yeah. And I know everybody's wondering. Yeah. Did he not her and lay an egg? Not really. No. I'm sorry. To then it's about- not real dragon <laughs> erotica, is it? <laughs> I mean, it might have been implied for those who are in the know. It is book three after all. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love a ginger. I'm not into I'm not into beefy men, but I'm like, I do love a a ginger, but I can't even then I couldn't it it just one hot to me. I can't I try and I respect and I really do respect the creativity that comes with doing paranormal. I think it's infinitely fascinating how there's all of these tropes within it like it blows my mind the creativity that people have it's just not my jam so was it spicy yeah it had some spicy moments so i'm giving it three out of five dim sum um and in terms of accoutrement i'm giving it tums and i say this (laughs) because i am someone who has struggled with gerd my whole life um which means i have excessive heartburn constantly and for years the only way i could describe it to doctors is i felt like a dragon where like every time i breathe it just feels like fire um and so i imagine i don't know why but i just can't get past the idea that fucking a dragon would give me heartburn so (laughs) he's probably got chronic heartburn she's dealing with heartburn um so yeah three out of five dim sum Add some Tums, The Dragon Master by Allison James. It was all right, um, but okay. not my jam. Not my jam. Okay. So it's not necessarily, like some of the stuff was real cliched, but I do think that it's the kind of thing that would make a good show. Like, I don't think it could be packed into a movie, um, but I think if it was like, okay. you know, like Angel and Buffy and those kinds of shows um, yeah. with like, yeah, I think it could work. <laughs> give us give us a serialized dragon erotica TV cowards. Exactly. <laughs> you got Game of Thrones and you got Outlander. So clearly people like dragons and they love porny shit. So just fucking combine them and turn uh, the dragon series into uh, a goddamn miniseries. Yeah, fucking cowards. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that's what I read. Tell me about what you read, Renee. I want to be very clear before we get started, Julie, that I love fantasy. I know. In fact, that's where I live every day in my head. (laughs) I recently read A Court of Thorns and Roses, which, by the way, was not very spicy, but it was great. It was a great fantasy book. I love fairies. Okay. Okay. I was excited to like specifically look for a dragon book this week because I've been bamboozled twice by dragons this season. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to get something specific, but I know that there are a lot of writers doing the Lord's work out there writing very beautiful stories. So I was like, I got to find something weird. I got to find something weird. Cause that's, that's what I do on the show. That's, that's, um, that's your role. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, Here's what happened, Julie, is that I ended up reading three and a half books. Oh, Jesus Christ. For the show. Uh, because I found three things that were really weird, but then I was like, it's not good enough. Um, and then I started another one, and then I was like, you know what? I can't I can't read anymore. I can't read anymore. And the third one was a legitimate novel, but it was it was a lot. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna explain to you the three things that I read. Um, 
I might read a passage from one of them that I thought was kind of funny, but otherwise it's like, there's nothing. There's nothing. So I'm, I'm going to come back to dragons. I'm going to find a way to come back to dragons this season. Mark my words. Not only because I love dragon metal um, and listen to it every day. Um, not only because I love fantasy and I read it every day, but because I feel like I could have done better this episode. Okay. Oh, wow. Don't be so hard on yourself. No, I, I am because you know what? I, I've set a standard. <laughs> I set a standard and I and I didn't I spent more time this week repairing my Kobo than I did <laughs> reading finding a good dragon book. Uh, I want to say though, I did repair my Kobo. Oh, um, kudos. If, if ever if ever somebody has a hard time getting a library book on your Kobo, through overdrive or through adobe editions i want you to just hit me up this is an open invitation hit me up because i am now an expert on fixing particular issues with kobo because i would die without my kobo frankly so oh my god that's great great to know i realized today that i have a giant crack down the center of my screen on my kobo but i'm not i know and mine's technically waterproof so now I'm like, Ooh. oh shit, when I go on vacation, is it actually going to be waterproof? We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Um, but oh, yeah, no. they're treasures. Treasures. They are. Lifeblood. Yeah. You probably have hundreds on yours. I've got hundreds of like, oh, so yes. Okay. You spent all that time on that. Yeah. And you also dedicated so much time trying to find the best dragon story. So take us on a I journey, found, Renee. I found the bottom of the barrel dragon book. <laughs> so the first one I read, Julie, was called Seduced by a Dragoness's Feet my submission as a foot slut and it is it's exactly what, what you think great it is place to start. jesus christ we're starting off strong it's it's literally exactly what you think it is it is a man being emasculated by a dragoness um who she just he just worships her feet and she makes him dress in all pink and stuff and he fucking loves it. He's like, yum, 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 yum. I love your feet. Yum, yum, yum. And she's like, good for you, slave. And that's the whole book. The whole book is just foot worship, which I had never read before. But I read it outside my office in the smoker's pit with just a huge frown on my face. Because I was, I'm not into feet. Not I mean, feet. I, when you describe that, I'm like, oh, is that just every man in my DMs? But did oh, they man. just write fan fiction? They did. <sighs> Okay. It's a femme dragon woman. Oh my an god! Anthro, anthro <laughs> dragon woman. It's you. It's you. Um, that was the first one I read. You know what? No notes. It's exactly what it says it is. Buyer nothing, beware. Nothing to share. Yeah, nothing to share. Nothing to share. But if you're into feet, that's one for you. Uh, didn't touch enough on the dragon uh, situation. She was a dominatrix, but also a dragon. I would have liked to to learn more about her being a dragon you're like why, say why more is she, why is she running a dungeon why does it have a latex floor i need to know everything uh why did she choose pink and white as the color scheme for her dungeon when fluids are so dirty um second book i read was called sniffed by the dragon of course, of course. <laughs> exactly what you think it is it's a sniffing ceremony where dragons find their mates by sniffing them as uh, a woman who 20 years prior had been part of the sniffing ceremony and a gold dragon that she was into did not choose her. So she got married, had a life. Her husband died. She's back at the sniffing ceremony because she was plagued by loneliness. And who shows up but the gold dragon to whisk her away? Um, they have a great conversation about how they're going to honor her dead husband uh, for making her the woman that she is today. And they fuck. And... Here's what I liked about this book is that they fucked as a woman and a dragon. Oh, um, okay. But then he turned into a man. So I was like, okay, well, you know, we had a little bit of, of dragon uh, fucking. Um, it was all right. It was all right. Third book I read was a book called The Dragon's Virgin Sacrifice. And I chose this because on the cover is a woman. Uh, in front of some mountains. She's in a white dress. There was no dresses in this book. No clothing. 
Um, the background, it looks like it's, it's like summer. It's very woodsy. This took place in the winter. And the dragon on the cover is like this little CGI dragon. It's like teeny tiny, like a little pet. Uh, but in the book, he was humongous. Again, uh, they they fucked as a dragon and a woman, uh, but they could not communicate. There was no psychic link. There was no uh, verbal communication. So this woman who had been uh, tied up to be a sacrifice as dragon uh, did uh, sacrificed herself not only as a virgin, but tied up the whole time. Um, but it was consensual. Okay. Last but not least, I started to read a novel called The Dragon's Bride by Kate Robert and, or Katie Robert. And it's one of those books where the cover is like a traditional romance cover, but it has like a woman and a dragon. Okay. And I'm going to say right now, it was great. It was really good. Um, it's about a woman who like makes a deal with a demon. The demon then uh, uses the contract to get, have her wed a dragon man. Um it's, uh, there's a whole political thing involved, but th- what what turned me off of this book was that this the deal that this woman made was to have her husband killed because he was so viciously abusive. And so the whole book is marred by her trauma because literally the demon comes, kills her husband, then whisks her away to like uh, this other like dimensional plane and then to another dimensional plane where she marries a dragon man. Uh, dragon man was very considerate of the fact that she is a victim and um, is relatively patient with her, even though he has to breed her. Um, he has two penises and uh, there was a whole slew of like content warnings at the beginning, which I appreciated. Thank oh, nice. Katie. Yeah. Love that. Love that. No one I'm getting into, but I hate to say this, Julie, her trauma was distracting. Oh, um, and it bothered me that she was so traumatized, so hypervigilant, but immediately was like, let's fuck. And the dragon's like, mm, okay, but you got stuff going on. I don't want to rush you. She's like, let's do it. He's like, okay, but like we're married, right? We're married. So like we could take our time. It's all right. We could take our time. And she's like, let's fuck right now. And he's like, all right, baby. And like rips her clothes off. So that was a little distracting. But you know what? The book was very good. I just could not read any more dragon content which is when i text you to be like let's do this thing <laughs> so um they were all spite with the, okay with the exception of the foot one uh they're all relatively spicy but also textbook right like oral then fucking um there was nodding so Ooh. fan of that glad that happened um egg laying for at least two because <sighs> i never i didn't get to the egg laying because in the dragon's bride she does not want to have kids because she's like i don't want to be tied to no man so the dragon man presents her with a contraception necklace with a spell on it but uh, i did read at the beginning with the content warnings that uh it does get removed probably by him without telling her which i was like that's not cool yeah uh but you know the rest of the time they were nodding they were egging their women up women were like yeah maybe i love it um so i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna rate any of these uh not gonna rate these except the foot one one out of ten um (laughs) because i'm not i'm not into feet Uh, i'm not even gonna go into who the novelists are either because here's the thing julie is that i've been tagging our authors Mm. and what i'm realizing is that i don't listen to our episodes anymore before i put them in oh we don't always love the books we read. Yeah. And I'm tagging authors who are then listening to the episodes and it's like we're attacking them. Oh, no. And I feel so badly because sometimes they message us or sometimes they comment. And I want to say that not only do we respect the craft, oh, like absolutely. tremendously. Um, I've been trying to write multiple books for years now and I can't do it. So like nothing but respect. Also, we're firm believers, I, I feel like I can say this for both of us, that like the more you do, the better you get. And oh my God. what we read may be something early on in your catalog and it's maybe not your best work, but we know you're only going to get better and we don't want you to give up. And we don't want you to take what we say as like the end all be all. This is a comedy show. Yeah. It's a show. It's a comedy. We're here to make fun and... Um, have a good time and i'm so sorry to anybody that we are making feel bad with our show because we love 
all the work that you do and without all flavors of romance we wouldn't be able to do this show absolutely absolutely so yeah so i i want i want to I'm torn, Julie, because I want to tag our authors because the work they do, it's a lot of work and they deserve recognition. But when it's like we don't particularly like the flavor necessarily as a personal preference, I don't want to hurt feelings. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Um, So I don't know if I'm going to I'm going to post all my covers. I don't know if I'm going to tag these authors. But what I am going to promise you, Julie, and I'm going to promise our listeners is that I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to find a way to get a good dragon book in here that I'm going to choose purposely with a dragon. It's going to be a great book. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to come back to it. Mark my words. I'm going to somehow bamboozle us into having another dragon episode. You're not even going to see it coming. (laughs) So are you going to even read anything? I am, Julie. I'm going to read a little bit from uh, Sniffed by the Dragon. Yeah. Uh, so this is just dragon's gonna come and sniff her. That's 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 where we're at. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler! They go be sniffing. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Suddenly, shadows covered the square. Hundreds of dragons formed circles above the village. The noise of roller shutter uh, shutters filled the silence as the music stopped. The feast was visited by many, but the sniffing ceremony was avoided. One by one, they came down to scent the women standing there. The air being pushed forward by their wings made my hair flutter. Each time a dragon sniffed, I held my breath. A shimmer of gold in the air caught my attention. Would that be... Before my thought could even form, a shape dove down at a speed that seemed impossible. In the blink of an eye, a dragon was in the village. He looked at me with unblinking, serpent-like amber eyes. His giant mouth, filled with razor-sharp teeth, came closer. With an audible whiff, he tasted my scent. And he showed his massive fangs. Warm breath surrounded my face. The scent was more pleasant than expected, a smoky type of comfort. Everything happened so fast. One minute I was thinking he could gulp me down in one go, and the next I was flying through the sky between his strong but gentle jaws. My heart hammered in my throat as every muscle in my body tensed. I didn't even have time to scream. Mine. A sultry deep voice sounded clear inside my head over the sound of the air whooshing by. Shivers racked through my body due to the cold air or his commanding tone. I didn't know. I couldn't react, still trying to process what was happening. I was mated to a dragon. I would never return to my village. My old life was gone now. The only thought occupying my mind was, did I turn off the stove? I almost started giggling hysterically. Due to the fear of being dropped thousands of feet from the air, I was able to refrain from my impulse. My breath came out in labored bursts. I was not going to hyperventilate. I was simply mated to a dragon. Again, I wanted to giggle, scream, or do something to grasp control of the situation. In the distance, I could see the mountains I had heard stories about. The mating caves. Let's, uh, they're going to the mating caves. <laughs> oh, are they now? They're gonna, they're gonna fuck. They're gonna bang they're in the cave. Can't say we ever snap. banged in a cave. They gonna sniff, they gonna fuck. <laughs> and they gonna lay eggs, and she gonna love it. Um, and they're gonna honor her dead husband. I mean, it's uh, this is the most honorable. It's the right thing, it's to, the, do. The right thing to do. Anything I less would be disrespectful. My favorite thing about the book was the middle-aged protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. Um, I was sniffed by the dragon. Uh, Julie, who are you gonna read for me? I'm gonna read a little passage of when Carol first meets the dragon, and um, just because uh, I yeah, there's just so many twists and turns and characters that I couldn't. I struggled to find a passage that was that made sense without all of the context around it, you know? Okay, yeah. so she's just finished having a little disagreement with her grandmother um, and is now leaving the restaurant kind of being like, oh, this woman will never learn, and as a result, she's not going to make money, and da 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 So... <clears throat> Carol fished for her keys, still fuming. The investors she'd met, she'd meet with tomorrow, were enthusiastic about taking over Ming Wu's restaurants nationwide, but worried about the low profits of the original restaurant. If Carol could persuade them, she could turn Ming Wu's 
Ming Yu's around and show them her detailed outline to do so, she could save the day. She heard a step behind her, but she didn't turn. She'll be all right, she said, assuming her mother's cousin had come out to try placation. I won't push her too hard. I know her health is frail, no matter what she says. Another footstep, and no answer. He was ordinarily quiet, but the silence behind her made the hairs on the back of her neck prickle. She turned around. A tall man she'd never seen before stood directly behind her. The streetlight at the end of the alley glinted on red hair, night-dark eyes, and the gleam of naked muscle. He was huge and powerfully built, his shoulders massive, pectorals hard and flat. He also wasn't wearing a stitch of clothing. Carol dragged in a breath to shout for help, but he put his hands on her shoulders and shoved her back against the car. <sighs> okay. This is one of the parts, this is like page five, and this is one of the parts where I was like, oh boy, this book. Because let's unpack this fucking sentence. He smelled like wind. What the fuck does that smell like? So he smelled like wind, sweat, and clean air, and he was enormously strong. Sweat, I get. Clean air, sure. What is wind? Anyways, I remember like, mm, that man smells like the wind. Like, what the fuck? That sounds like that sounds like a pickup line in Saskatoon. Anyways. You know what? In Alberta, the wind smells like dirt. So. <laughs> Carol fumbled in her purse and whipped her canister of pepper spray in front of the man's face. He knocked it out of her hand and the stray squirt she managed to get off <laughs> did <laughs> stray squirt. That's what I call unwanted pregnancies. Oh, um, hey. the stray squirt she managed to get off. Did like that whole sentence? <laughs> <laughs> were people were people squirting in two thousand and eight? Though let's, <laughs> let's be clear. Um, the stray squirt she managed to get off didn't seem to affect him in the slightest. We are children. His eyes were pools of shadow, black all the way across, and a tangle of red hair framed a harsh, hard face. Why did you summon me? What? Mm -hmm. Let go of me. He shook her like a baby. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I smell your power. Great power. His hands hurt her wrists, but his eyes were full of fear. I won't serve you. He shook her. She had no idea what he meant. She only knew that he was strong enough to snuff her life out like if he wanted to without even breaking a sweat. Still, a spark in his eyes seemed to call to something deep inside her. She felt that thing within stir and respond, and the spark flickered. He tilted his head in surprise and studied her in a, man in a manner that reminded her of someone she couldn't think of right now. The alley flooded with sudden light, and Ming Wu marched into the glare with shaming, the cousin, close behind. You there! Leave her alone! Grandmother, go back inside! Call the police! Release her now. Mingwu struck the ground with her cane, a tiny thunder crack that echoed up and down the alley. The red-haired man stared at Mingwu and abruptly let go of Carol. Carol slid out from under him and dashed back to Mingwu. The man faced them in the floodlight's bright circle. Except for his mane of wild hair and his not-right eyes, he had a perfect male body like a sculpture come alive. Every limb rippled with muscle, perfectly proportioned and raw with strength. His phallus, as proportionate as the rest of him, hung heavily from a thatch of red hair. You know, I love big dick. Mingwu regarded, <laughs> Ming regarded him without fear. Who are you? He only looked back at her, dark eyes glittering under the light. He made no move to run away or to attack. He simply watched the three of them huddled together with the wariness of an animal. Grandmother, we should call the police. No, we shouldn't. I've already called Malcolm. Malcolm was a tall man with dark hair and silver eyes on whom Mingwu doted, claiming he had powerful and lucky magic. Mingwu also claimed Malcolm was a dragon. Malcolm did have strength, both physically and in personality. Carol couldn't deny that. She'd be thrilled right now to have his bulk between her and the large man in the alley. Mingwu jabbed her cane towards the red-haired man. This is a dragon, Li Mei, she said, calling Carol by the pet name she'd gone by as a little girl. I don't know what kind, but he obviously has no idea where he is or why he's even here. And that's when you find out that he is not only a dragon, but he is a fire dragon, which is the most powerful type of dragon. 
that don't even interact with other dragons. They kind of do their own thing. It's not even true. <laughs> Lightning dragons are the strongest. Maybe frost dragons. Maybe acid dragons. Here's what I do want to say, though, Julie, is that there's no way this ginger showed up and he ain't pale as the fucking mountains. <laughs> I want to say that. And, like, I just... I, I recognize that you said, like, he's fucking big and shit, but I just imagine this, like, gangly ginger. And <laughs> in my mind, he's Irish. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you let a man shenan once, he's going to shenan again. <laughs> and I just can't. I can't with this description of fucking dragon. I just cannot. So I'm sorry. That is fair. As I said, Zero I, out of ten. I am not. Uh, this is not my jam, but I respect it. But might have better luck next week because... What have we decided for next week, Renee? Going back to our roots, Julie, we are covering firefighters. Somebody call 911. Show any fire burning on the dance floor. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to remind listeners, Mm -hmm. some who might not be OGs, that um, I went on a date with a firefighter who was also an outlander. Just don't forget. I did that thing once. I did that. Um, I did that thing. And um, before we wrap it up, I have I have a joke for you. Yeah. Hit me. Okay. 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 Sometimes I hear jokes, Julie, and I write them down in my notepad. Mm-hmm. Like I write my stories down so that I can tell you later. Okay. Um, so I get these like buildup of, of jokes. So I have to tell you so I can work through them. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three tampons are walking down the street. Oh, Jesus. Okay. A super, a regular, and a light day. Mm-hmm. Which one says hello first? Oh, I don't know. Which one says hello first, Renee? None. They're all stuck up cunts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Do not hate that. Hilarious. Thank you, Internet, for your nonstop <laughs> content. And thank you, Julie, if you had heard that joke before playing along. Like no, I literally had that. never heard that before. So that's very funny to me. You know what? I will never, ever, if somebody's like, let me tell you a joke. If I've heard it, which I probably have, I'm never going to tell you because I want to laugh at your joke. And I have I have a slew of fake laughs. Okay, I've got the like <laughs> joke laugh. And then I've got the like <laughs> laugh i've got so many laughs and they all sound authentic and i mean it from the deep 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 cockles of my heart even if i've heard it before so people if you have a joke and somebody's like i've heard it dump them they're not your friend yeah like why would you do that to someone just let people have their joy Mm -hmm. but no i truly had not heard that before so thank you well done Thank you. I'm so glad. Thank you, Internet. Thank you, Julie, for always laughing at my jokes. You are my perfect man. Oh, well, you know, I do try. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in week after week as we go on these wild, wacky adventures together. This week, we talking about dragons. Next week, we're talking about firefighters. Who knows what could happen the week after? A reminder that you should follow us on social media, but also you should slide into our Instagram DMS. If you have a specific theme, mm-hmm. if you have a specific genre, if you have a specific time period, anything that you think would be entertaining, would make us happy, would be funny. We get so many recommendations from people. We love all of them. Keep it up. Any kind of weird, wacky shit you find on the internet, send it to us. We love it. We love your inspo. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just want to, I have permission to shout out this person. Um, So I, um, there's a woman that follows us. Their name is Bryn Yeats. And they sent me a TikTok about something called books that should be in jail. And through that video, I found a list, a Google list that this, this TikTok creator had put together of books that should be in jail. Now, most of them I have read already for the show. <laughs> of course you have. But there were a bunch that I haven't read. And so Ooh. not only am I going to use this list 100%. Um, some of it is, no, sorry. All of it is dark as hell. But it gives you like the name of the book and the author and why it should be in jail. And I was like, yum, yum, yum. This is so bad. I can't wait. So thank you to Bryn Yeats. Oh, uh, this is from great. Almont, I believe. Um, Bryn 
likes to listen to our show on their bike and has um, has almost crashed their bikes laughing at our show. And I love that. So thank you to Bryn the OG who has been listening to us for quite some time. Love that. I love this list. I cannot wait to dig into it. So people, if you message us, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to read it. We're going to read the things. Um, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Keep it up. Like we don't stop sending it to us. Don't stop tagging us in like weird wacky shit that you find. We love it. It helps us enrich our show experience. And, you know, it goes to show our listeners, some of our listeners know us quite well, have been listening for quite some time because they know, like, the exact thing that would be perfect for Renee. (laughs) Or, like, when people are like, I found this weird, obscure Amish romance. I'm like, hit me with it. Like, people just know. They know what we like, and we love that. So next week we're doing Firefighters. Slide into our DMs if you have thoughts and feelings on other things we should do this season. But as always, thank you for laughing along with us, folks. Don't crash your bikes or your car. No, but listen. (laughs) Keep listening. Just don't get into an accident. Sorry, I had to I had to shout at my dog real quick. Um, she was barking because she doesn't want you. She's trying to distract people because she's she's um, what's bad in this world. She really is. I love her to death, but she's like trying to silence me and it hurts my feelings and i she broke your iphone like let's oh my god i completely forgot about that she broke your iphone she has um i bought my little one a big pillow that's shaped like a cat paw not only did she chew a hole in it to pull out the stuffing she's been humping it she doesn't even have any lady parts she has nothing and she's humping shit Ah, the worst. But she is trying to be a distraction, so don't listen to any dogs barking either. Yeah. 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 Pepper. I love you. And you're like a Twinkie roll, and I love you to death, but also, yeah. Shut the fuck up! We're trying to tell spicy stories. Yeah. Um, uh, She's too cute, but that's... That's why she's still alive. That's honestly why she's still alive. Because she's so cute that no harm should ever fall upon her, but also she's the worst. Um, Love to hate. Love to hate. hate Love to to hate. Like, so many things. Like, so many things on this podcast, in fact. But... 100%. Julie, my dragon star, will you sing us out? Sure will. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. We're just going to let our producer, Josh, do whatever he needs to do with that. Josh is the goat. Okay, come guzzler, whatever.